Hello everyone, welcome to You, Me, Them, Everybody. My name is Brandon Weatherby. This episode is with Jack Inslee, and it's not about what we have been talking about uh, over the last six weeks, but about what we've been talking about over the last six days. Uh, Jack has been going down to the White House to protest. He was there yesterday on the evening and afternoon of June 2nd. He is planning on going today, uh, the afternoon and evening of June 3rd. So we talk about the difference between what happened on Tuesday night versus Monday, uh, what we both saw on TV on Sunday, and... uh, Maybe the why behind uh, going to uh, protest the assassination of George Floyd. If you're listening to this on Spotify, please know that we have a Patreon account. You can find that on our youmethemeverybody.com about page. If you're listening to this on youmethemeverybody.com or in iTunes, the link to our Patreon is in the description. Without further ado, here's Jack Inslee. Uh, For the last... Uh, six weeks, uh, you and I have been lucky enough to talk specifically about NBA basketball from the 90s to the early aughts, and it was a wonderful, wonderful um, uh, distraction from reality, the reality being uh, the global pandemic. Um, but um, thanks to uh, police departments around the country, we are reminded that institutional racism has existed much, 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 much longer than the coronavirus. So um, our basketball viewing party uh, is on pause, I'd say. Is that fair? That's fair. And we usually do this on Mondays, but um, things came up on Monday, which we're going to get to. It is currently uh, Wednesday, June 3rd at 10.07 in the a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And Jack, yesterday, uh, you, along with lots of other people, probably in the thousands, uh, decided to break the law and break curfew <laughs> and let your voice be so heard bold. Uh, nearish the white house because of um, new fencing because of new fencing. That's right. Yeah. Okay. So what did you do yet? What were you doing yesterday at this time? What were you doing yesterday at 10 a.m.? Um, probably still asleep because I had been up pretty late the night before. Um, because... why, were you up, why were you up so late the night before? Well, our good friend Allison, who you had on the show, um, was in a stranger's basement, and news just kept coming in from all different angles on on people in predicaments like hers or others in the streets continuing to protest, and it's kind of hard to look away from it all, and mm-hmm. um, yeah, so I was up pretty late just kind of checking in on all of that. I mean, I've become nocturnal anyway during isolation, living alone. Okay. So, but I mean, yesterday I, um, yesterday I voted, which took a very long time, actually. Which ward are you in? I'm in ward one. So I didn't have any, um, any, you know, anything to vote for really. (laughs) (laughs) But as a matter of principle, I I vote every, every time. For those Um, who don't know, it was the primary yesterday in Washington, DC. Yeah. Yeah. So it wasn't a general election. It didn't really mean all that much. The biggest elections were in ward two and four. Uh, two uh, for a council member that's <laughs> done a, a legal stuff for a very long time. Finally, uh, no longer voted in uh, as an incumbent, even though he gave up a seat due to a legal act. It doesn't matter. And then in Ward 4, um, the big race was, do you want this Democratic candidate or this Democratic candidate that's to the left of this Democratic candidate? That's really all it was. Right. Well, there was, I believe, seven and eight also um, had races. And uh, no, 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 there were races in every ward. But in not terms every of like, ward, unfortunately, not one. Which ward? 
in Ward One, there was no, nothing to vote on. There was, but you know, you voted. There were still things to vote. It was oh, just yeah, wasn't for right, council member. Right. That's what correct, I'm saying. Correct. Yeah. Okay. And there, but there was a council race in, in seven, I believe. So um, how long did it take you to vote? Two two and a half hours. That's not good. <laughs> no, no, it's not good. It's very not good. Um, I've voted in DC elections for the last ten years, and I've waited at most ten minutes. Wow. That being said, global pandemic, it throws things off. Uh, also, now people have time to vote, which is good because a lot of people don't have jobs, which is bad. Yeah, maybe that's part of it. Um, but I was I was surprised. You know, we were supposed to. I messed up by my uh, by having my absentee sent to my old address, which is why I would have done it that way. But um, anyhow, that's kind of how the day started. And then I made my way to the white house now how close were you able to get to the white house um i mean as you mentioned they they, there was new fencing um but i was pretty much close to that fencing it was way denser than it had been the previous day because i I was there the previous day as well and it was you were there on monday monday is the day where uh tear gas rubber bullets were fired at peaceful protesters a half an hour before curfew um, right, and I left about Donald, 15, minutes, 15 minutes before that is when I left. I, I kind of had a weird feeling. It was mm-hmm. it was not huge that day on Monday, and um, we had started at the White House. We marched to the Capitol and then back to the White House. This was a lot of walking, and by the time I got back to the White House, it was around 5.30 or so, mm-hmm. and I started seeing media setting up. Okay. And I found that to be curious with a 7 p.m. curfew coming. Okay. Because, now, you know? No, no, I completely understand. We're, on Sunday, let's backtrack a bit. Were you watching the footage or were you out uh, with the people? Sunday I was watching. Okay, so Sunday, if you were watching, the later at night it, get, it got, Jesus, that's how time works, uh, you could tell uh, there were some conflicts between some protesters and some police nearest to the White House. So. Mm-hmm. It totally made sense why they would set up their cameras for the 6 p.m. news, for the evening news, et cetera, knowing that like, oh, this is the point of conflict. This makes sense. I don't think that the media got any sort of, hey, just so you know, Barr's going to do this thing that people are going to be upset about and Trump's going to rubber stamp it. No, no, no. I don't no. think that's what was going on. No, nor did I. I just found it curious that with a 7 p.m. curfew, there were these media vans setting up and clearly that wouldn't be ready to break down by seven. So I'm like, I see where this is headed. Oh, but, but we also know we're both members of the media. Media was technically exempt from this. Mm -hmm. Now, when I say technically exempt, that's what the DC uh, PDF that has all the rules about curfew says it's on page three, but just because it says that in a PDF on the official DC government website, doesn't mean it's going to be practiced uh, in reality. Correct. Okay. Anyways, you got out of there on Monday. Monday is when all the literal smoke uh, and fire happens. Uh-huh. Tuesday, you're back. From all accounts, it appears that yesterday was extremely peaceful, like you said, a lot more dense. And um, according to the BBC report I just heard this morning, uh, predominantly white people. Um, I don't know about predominantly, but... But it was a coat of many colors. Yes, correct. Okay. That's good, right? I think so. Uh, it also appeared from all local news coverage and national coverage, lots of children, lots of people bringing yeah. 
their kids to to teach them what's going on. Yes, I saw a lot of that. And I saw a lot of older protesters continuing to break curfew. And when I say older, I mean 70s. Well, um, Elizabeth Warren was there. Yeah, I just found that out. Yeah. Yeah, I did not realize that. Um, and from the looks of it, she's pretty close to where I was at the same time. I'm like, huh, I didn't see that. So the fact that you didn't notice her and you were very close to her makes me think that, like you said earlier, we're not really practicing social distancing anymore when it comes to specific protests at the White no, House. No, and that's another funny part of this. Um, certainly not. I mean, do you uh, worry almost, about your health? Yeah, a little bit, but it's a calculated risk. It's, it's. I'm okay with it. I'm comfortable with it. Um, almost everybody has a mask on. I'd say at least ninety percent of of people had masks on. Well, um, that's great, and I understand that. Um, it's, I'm not even necessarily worried about the other ten percent. We both know that pepper spray. <laughs> you can't really wear a mask once you've been pepper sprayed. And no, no. That's the sort of thing our friend Allison, she had a mask on until she was pepper sprayed, making it very difficult <laughs> to do the things that are good to prevent coronavirus from spreading. I think we're all kind of waiting to see, um, you know, it's been some days now of protesting and uh, yeah, what's what happens now? Um, okay, so what happened yesterday? You got there at roughly what time? Uh, Four-ish, maybe. Okay, and how long did you stay? I stayed till about eight. Okay, so four hours. How long did you plan on staying? Didn't I didn't know. It was kind of okay. like a play-it-by-ear situation. Um, did you go alone? Yeah, I did. And But I, I, I ended up seeing some, some people I knew. Some fellow full-service radio hosts, actually. Did that make you feel better? Were you surprised in any way? I saw uh, them yesterday, actually. I mean, the day oh, okay. before, on Monday. They, so they're there every day, and... Um, it feels good to see people you know. Um, yeah. it, it kind of reinforces that DC creative community that we call ourselves a part of. And um, yeah, it's, it's nice and reaffirming to see some people that I know. Uh, what made you leave? I was telling a friend this yesterday. I've, I DJ. Um, I've, I've mm-hmm. hosted many events. I play large music festivals every year. Um, I have a lot of experience in big crowds. I'm very sensitive as to when energy shifts in a big crowd. Okay. And that's kind of my barometer for it's time to leave, which is just the way I play it. And I have friends and there are others who that to them is a sign of it's time to stay. Uh, I see. Um, you know, and it's like, well, now is time to be here. Now is time to reinforce the strength of this crowd as the energy shifts. But for me personally, that's when it's time to go. And that's what happened on Monday as well. Um, and it wasn't necessarily anything bad the crowd was doing. It was more of just a, hmm, I feel mm-hmm. there's, a, there's an energy thing happening here and I'm just going to, I'm going to go. I so, woke up today uh, not knowing really what happened last night because um, unlike Allison, you, I'm not able to go down. I have a a baby uh, that was born uh, under one years old that was born a little early, therefore is super susceptible to bad things dealing with the coronavirus. So unfortunately I cannot join you. So I did uh, something I haven't been able to do the past few nights, which is try to avoid (laughs) Twitter and definitely cable news as much as possible for the duration of the evening. Um, Cause uh, my wife and I live a block from the board for a polling place. And Mm. there were people there till well past 10 p.m. trying to vote 
Um, they all got, they all, everyone's vote counted. It all passed. And the more progressive candidate in Ward Ford won, but that's not, that's not really the point of this. I woke up not knowing what happened. I woke up pleasantly surprised that across the country, for the most part, a very peaceful evening. That's what it seemed like. And I kind of felt yesterday like watching the police kind of keep their stand behind that fence, watching the 7 p.m. curfew come and go, it felt like strategically, and maybe this was nationwide, I don't know what kind of coordination police departments have across the nation or what directives come from where, but it felt sort of like, I think the strategy tonight is let them tire themselves out. Okay. That's what it it seems like. like. But it seems like no one is actually tired out in terms of continuing the protest but the protest was never really about violence or anarchy. It never really never was very, on the whole. But it it was about violence and anarchy. No, I said it never was. Okay, that's what I'm trying to say. There yeah. have been protests, but those aren't really protests. There has been looting across the world. That's the whole point is to loot. See most college basketball championships. See most college football championships. That's what that is for. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is not that. That being said, um. Did you see what's going on literally as we speak and a few hours before in Washington, D.C.? No. Nothing bad is going on in terms of the protesters, but it's like the the National Guard and the the MPD are already lining the streets starting at 7 a.m. Wow. Before anyone has even started protesting. Sounds like a great use of taxpayer dollars. Um, Okay, so now that you know that... Now that you know there's more of a organized police state, further even further out from the White House, mm-hmm. and you're still planning on going back today. Yeah, is that I think more, really it, quick. Is that more likely? Will the the more the increased police state is that will that make you more likely to go out in the future? Yeah, that's what I was just going to say. I think I think it has the reverse effect of what they're trying to do. I think. The harder they push it, this it's like the more people want to come out and and show strength in numbers. It's hard to disagree with that. Um, you are a white person. Do you feel like you have a responsibility to be on the right side of history? Um, yes, always. <laughs> but um, in this particular moment, uh, as an American, it feels like an obligation to be out there. But yeah, of course, as a white person, it's it's something that feels important you said as an american and Mm -hmm. um my twitter feed is predominantly journalists and an australian journalist keeps asking people why don't you leave and they're not referring to just the protests outside of the white house but the country itself you said as an american now have any part of you thought why am i in this country constantly i mean over the past three and a half years now where do you where would you like to go Japan. Oh, Japan. Oh, I huh. go anywhere, yeah. Do you speak any Japanese? Not a lick. Cool. <laughs> Have you been to Japan? I went to Japan uh, in the fall of this yeah. previous year. And you, uh, you enjoyed it. Three weeks alone. And I found it to be just an incredible and inspiring place. And I found it relatively okay navigating not speaking the language. And um, I don't know. I don't know how realistic an idea that is, but yeah. You ask me that question if there's anywhere I could go. Oh, that's of course. Where. You have a job that, in theory, you can do from anywhere. Sure. Yeah, I made a lot of DJ friends in Japan that, that yeah. spoke English well enough, and it felt like, you know what, I could probably find a little lane here. 
I'm going to guess that the expat community around the world is going to be stronger after the last four months. Uh, if you move to Japan, uh, can I stay with you? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Um, yes. So that was sort of a loaded question because uh, the place I want to go to the most is Canada, okay. Um, specifically Toronto because I still care way too much about sports, specifically the Big Four in America, and all of them, save for football, is in Toronto. So I could still see all the teams I see in Washington D.C. Uh, when the Chicago teams visit in Toronto, and I get to live in Toronto. Mm-hmm. Home. Of the Toronto Raptors and former home of Vince Carter. The, the And we were supposed to talk about the Vince Carter doc. And that's how I'm tying this all together. Beautiful. That was the plan. Um, Linsanity. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, Linsanity does not make me want to move to China. No, Vinsanity. No, I heard what you said. Okay. Linsanity does not make me want to move to China either. I don't think anything would make me want to move to China. Yeah. Though I've never been. So what do I know? I'm going to venture to guess that. China is not a great place if the reason why you want to leave the United States is political freedom. Yeah, tell me about it. Right, exactly. Oh, man. Um, okay, so your goal today is what? Go to, you're going to go support our friend Allison, and then you're probably going to go back to the White House? I think so. Um, and it, it raises the question of how, we're, how we are being strategic about this. And, and I ask myself, it's like, am I just showing up at the White House every day until question mark? And why and how long can I sustain that? Um, so I don't know. I think I'm like many of us just kind of figuring it out day to day. And there's a lot of um, frustration and you don't really know where to put it. And at least being there physically, you kind of feel like, well, I'm making this crowd one person bigger. Um, and it feels good. I mean, I, I'm... This feels like a lot of energy, right? And yeah. I don't know that we had this kind of energy leading into 2016 necessarily. Um, or the energy felt different then. Um, so I find it important to kind of just like keep this energy building and growing. This momentum, if you will. Are we going to see any kind of legislative or, or sweeping changes to police departments? I, you know, I fucking hope so. Is there anything you want to add? Is there anything that you feel like... You're not able to express in a large crowd, but you can on a microphone. There was something I saw yesterday. A young man got on the street sign pole and took down the sign that said 16th Street. And most, if not, yeah, most protesters started booing and telling him to stop and chanting peaceful protest, peaceful protest. And without naming names, there was somebody I knew, a white person and protester that was like, oh, come on, fuck that, let him do it, you know, and that felt tone deaf, because if you looked around, it was mostly black protesters who were upset that that was happening, and I just don't think it's our job as white protesters to really dictate what does or doesn't happen at something like this, 